Before we get started with this bonus episode of Philly's Therapy, just a quick word about our partner Zencaster. Some of you out there may have an idea for a podcast, something you want to get started, get out into the world, broadcast your ideas, but you don't know where to start. You don't know where to record it. You don't know how to get your ideas out there. Well, the place to start and the place that I use and Matt uses to help us record our Philly's Therapy episodes is Zencaster. It's the ultimate all-in-one podcasting platform. Use it to record audio, video, invite guests, record spots, record promos, record entire episodes, and, and have them run through post-production. It's an all-in-one suite. It records in 16-bit 48K wave audio, which is great for audio files. You can record in 4K, which is great for video files. Anything you need to get your podcast started, you can find on Zencaster. And because we're such fans of them, we've partnered with Zencaster. You can subscribe through our link that's zen.ai slash Phillies Therapy to get a 30% off Zencaster professional account. That's zen.ai slash Phillies Therapy. That way they'll know we sent you. Happy podcasting. All right, let's get into the episode. Hello, hello, ladies, gentlemen, fanatics of all ages. Welcome to the very first overnight edition of Philly's Therapy, an edition we probably could call Sleep Therapy, following, as promised, the game in which the Phillies moved their magic number to 10. That's right, your Philadelphia Phillies are a combination of 10 wins and Milwaukee losses away from clinching their first postseason berth in 11 years. It's... Still a little surreal to talk about it that way, but they're still in the driver's seat right now. And as interesting as they may make it look and as not easy as they make any of this, the facts are facts and they are closing in on a postseason berth. The Phillies beat the Braves 1-0 on Thursday night. I did not think for the life of me that game was going to stay 1-0, but it did. Sure enough. The last time the Phillies beat the Braves 1-0, Aaron Harang pitched eight scoreless innings, just to give you an idea of how long it's been since that happened. Elsewhere in the wild card, Milwaukee won their game, so no movement for the Phillies ahead of the Brewers. The Padres, for their part, um, ended up losing their game 5-4, St. Louis. So the Phillies and Brewers both gained a little bit of ground on San Diego in the wild card standings. The Phillies, again, two and a half games up on Milwaukee with a tiebreaker, which is wonderful. Uh, something tells me that's probably going to come into play as the season winds down. But first things first, the Phillies have to take care of their own business before we start talking about any of that. There are a lot of games left between now and the end of the regular season. And the Phillies have to get there. Ten is a magic number that can dwindle pretty quickly. But it's not as if they're going to clinch tomorrow. So there's still some work to be done. But at the very least, the Phillies have a little minor win streak on their hands, which is wonderful. They've won two in a row after dropping five in a row. And you couldn't help but feel like Wednesday's game against the Blue Jays was one of those midsummer wins that this team pulled out that just felt like they had no business winning. Maybe that was something that would get them going because they had been playing like well, it hadn't been good. 
Uh, I likened them to a grease fire, I think it was, earlier in the week. So it's nice to see them snap out of that. Nice to see them hold on for a, a tightrope win against Atlanta, even if positioning with Atlanta isn't really on the table right now. Phillies needed that, especially with Milwaukee winning not too long before. So resetting things. What do we know now that we didn't know at the end of the weekend when Matt and I last checked in with all of you? Well, the bullpen was used in an interesting way tonight. We saw Zach Eflin in relief for the second time, and he was he was good folks and i am i'm inclined to believe personally uh that zach eflin is going to see more and more of these high leverage spots and rightfully so the rest of the bullpen is not really doing great things right now it's hard to trust many of the relievers outside of jose alvarado who also pitched on thursday picked up a four out save zach eflin pitched an inning and two-thirds on thursday in relief of ranger suarez who was fine Pitched an inning, two-thirds scoreless, no hits, no walks, three strikeouts. He had a a questionable hit-by-pitch on Austin Riley that stands as his only blemish. You can think whatever you want about that and Andy Fletcher's performance behind home plate in Thursday's game. Uh, I bet the Elm Scorecard's Twitter account is going to have a field day with that one. But anyway, all's well that ends well. Uh, Zach Eflin, back to him. You have to figure that he's going to be seeking starting pitcher money and role when he hits free agency this winter. But for the time being, he is strictly a reliever for this team. And I might actually be all in on this. Like he's not coming out here and throwing 96 or 97. Like you sometimes see with starters who are just let loose in, in relief roles or in those rare occasions, you know, when you have guys who, who come out, Oh, well actually like in the all-star game starters who come out and just let it rip and just, throw way harder than they typically do in the course of a game of a typical start. That's not Zach Eflin's game. He's not going to come out there and overpower you with the fastball. Instead, he's got a lot of movement and his command looks good. I really think there's something there. Now, obviously he's not going to pitch on back-to-back days, um, maybe short of a playoff series. Maybe you see him back-to-back days then. I don't know. That's a conversation and discussion I'd like to be having. But for the time being, this is a guy you can pick up some bulk innings. And right now, Phillies absolutely need that. They are uh, a little bit hard up for guys picking up effective relief innings. You know, Alvarado has been fantastic for a couple of months now. And that's, you know, you can't deny that. He gave up a bloop single uh, with two outs in the ninth inning. That was his only blemish. He again looked very, very good. Um, But to have somebody like Zach Eflin who can pick up bulk innings and get more than three outs... And look as good as he looked on Thursday. That could be huge. You know, not just in thinking about what the playoffs could hold, but actually getting this team over the finish line. Right now you have David Robertson who's looking tired. You have Andrew Bellotti who really at seemingly any moment feels like he's the, uh, you know, the Cinderella situation about to hit midnight and everything turns back into a pumpkin. Hasn't happened yet. So far he's still been really good, but eh, at least with me, it lingers in the back of my mind. It's hard to trust Brad Hand. He's certainly been anything but overpowering in his appearances. And Sir Anthony Dominguez, maybe the most important guy of all, has all of a sudden started to to lose his feel. You know, the stuff is still there, but the command is very, very rusty. And the the titanic home run that he served up to Vlad Guerrero Jr. (laughs) earlier in the week very nearly sunk this team into a bad spot. They still would have been leading in the wild card, but... Uh, thankfully, with some heroics, they, they didn't need to think about that too much. 
But there is some concern there. There's some concern with every reliever not named Alvarado. So if Zach Eflin can come in, picks up some of those bulk innings like we're talking about, and actually make it seem like um, anything short of the eighth inning is maybe taken care of, well, that's huge. That's a really big deal. And it's huge for him, too. It's huge for Zach Eflin. You know, this is a guy who's had to fight through so many leg injuries. I, I certainly have lost count of them. It's great that he's back on a mound at all. You hope he can continue to stay healthy and actually make it across this finish line and hopefully pitch in the playoffs. The fact that he's out there right now is is great. And like I said, this is a temporary relief role for him. He's not going to, to be like this forever. You certainly wouldn't expect him to be like this um, with his next team. He'll probably leave in free agency, but that's the winner's problem. Right now, he's a lift. He's a much-needed lift. So it was really nice to see that out of Zach Eflin today. The offense, again, for their part, didn't really do too much. Talking about six hits and 29 trips to the plate, 12 strikeouts. They were handled by Max Fried, who, you know, is one of the better pitchers in the league. They got him out after five innings, which I thought was, was a big deal. 107 pitches. Made him work for it. He only gave up five hits and one walk, struck out eight, only the one run. You kind of would have hoped to get a little bit more off of him with that. But they worked him, and they got him out after five. Braves bullpen following him, Dylan Lee and uh, A.J. Minter, were very good. So in the end, it didn't really uh, amount to too much. But they got freed out of the game. They held on to a lead that they established in the second inning. And look, when I tell you that I was so convinced that this game was not going to end one nothing. If anybody with the Phillies who makes financial decisions is out there and happens to hear this, I, I really would like a playoff share if they do go on to win the World Series as a result of hanging on in this game. Regardless, the Phillies have three more games against the Braves uh, in their final homestand of the year. They've won the series opener, which is already a great start and helps wash a little bit of the taste out of the mouth of the road series from last weekend. And if they can pick up another win or two, in this series, boy, would it go a long way to helping stave off Milwaukee. Because right now, Milwaukee's got Cincinnati, who is down on their luck, down on their talent. They are just playing out the string. Colton Wong hit three home runs for the Brewers on Thursday against Cincinnati as they won 5-1. to one. You just have to feel like Milwaukee's probably going to rack up a couple more wins there. So it's not as if you're in a comfortable spot right now. Every win remains important. Every run remains important. Every outing from the bullpen, every outing from the starting rotation remains important. If the stretch goal of getting to the Houston series and having a spot clinched up by then is still in play, then this team really has to press. Not press like the way they've been pressing at the plate. Gene Segura, I'm looking at you. I mean, Preston's like actually unlock what their true potential is, like play up to their talent level, play the way that they looked in the middle of the summer when they went on a run right around the time Rob Thompson assumed the helm. Play better baseball than you've been playing the last week. It's really key, and Matt and I have talked about this on proper episodes before. The Phillies have to be at full strength for whatever playoff series they're going into. Sure, it's a it's a three-game series, first to two wins. And the Phillies could pull two wins on the road out of their hat. They could. They could. They're a talented team. Maybe if they get Nick Castellanos back, maybe if Sir Anthony Dominguez gets his command issues sorted out, maybe if 
David Robertson gets a little bit of rest. That's another thing, by the way. It's been an age since the Phillies pitched with a comfortable lead. It's been a long time. And that's a big deal. That's a lot of high-stress innings. Whether they're leading by one like they were tonight for seven innings or you know, trailing by one trying to keep it close. Like that's a lot of high stress. You want to you want to lighten the load a little bit here. It's pretty clear that David Robertson is maybe not out of gas, but running low. So buying him a little bit of rest would really be nice. So the offense, I think, has to do its part a little bit more. They certainly have the talent. I don't think anybody's denying that. A lot of it focuses on Schwarber and Harper, if I'm being honest at the moment. I, I think a lot of the, hmm, we'll call it dysfunction, a lot of the dysfunction with the offense is centered on the top of the order right now, which is not where you want dysfunction on your offense. <laughs> They've been bailed out by the lower half of the order and the younger kids, which is fantastic. And that's not something you typically see out of the Phillies, but man, wouldn't it be nice to actually have the MVP version of Harper back or the June version of Kyle Schwarber back in the leadoff spot or heck even the non-cold streak Reese Hoskins back Hoskins for his part hasn't sunk to the lowest of his lows he's he's still managed to keep things pretty good even as he skidded a little bit and Alec Bohm's doing fine even if I still would like to see him hit for more power that's another discussion Right now, it's all about the young kid. It's all about Matt Veerling and Dalton Guthrie. <laughs> Guys like that coming up big when the moment demands it. And so far, it's paying off. How much longer will it pay off? How much longer will Dalton Guthrie rock a 1,300 OPS? I don't know. Probably not for too much longer. But for the moment, it's getting them through, which is amazing and not really something I would have expected. You know, the funniest... The second funniest image from Thursday's game, apart from Jose Alvarado rushing over to the third base dugout and misjudging where he thought a pop-up was going to land by a good 15, 20 feet because of the insane winds at the ballpark tonight. One of the funniest images I saw was Bryce Harper taking Matt Veerling's bat to the plate for his final plate appearance of the night. It didn't do anything for him, but <laughs> that's just the state of things right now. Guys like Matt Veerling are carrying the offense the last couple of days. It's not the best playoff strategy. I don't think you can really count on that working once you actually get to the postseason. But for now, yeah, sure. They're finding ways to win again, which is great. That's what they were doing over the summer and what they were not doing the last week prior to Wednesday's Toronto game. So here we are. Magic number is 10. Any combination of 10 Phillies wins and Milwaukee losses will get the Philadelphia Phillies to the playoffs for the first time since 2011. That's it. That's what we're looking at. Phillies have three more against Atlanta before going on the road to face the Cubs and then the Nationals for seven games before that last Houston series at the end of the year on October, October 3rd, 4th, and 5th. The goal right now is to clinch a playoff spot before that Houston series. So there are 10 games to get that magic number of 10 to zero. Will they do it? I think I speak for a lot of people when I say I'm excited to find out. 
This has been a, a flying by the seat of my pants first edition of Sleep Therapy. Hopefully it helps carry you through the first 15 minutes of your day or lets you drift off to sleep tonight. Either way, we come with good news tonight. We're feeling better about things. Everybody can breathe a little bit. The monkey on the back is a little bit lighter. And the Phillies are still two and a half games up on a playoff spot. Closing in, and the magic number is 10. We'll see you next time. For the absent but present in spirit Matt Gelb, I am Paul Boyer. Go Phillies.